going on, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Sorry that I have been absent for the last couple weeks. Uh, been a little busy navigating life stuff, and uh, you know, I have a couple day jobs that I that I work and then do this podcast when try and make time for it. And I guess over the last couple weeks, I haven't really been making uh, a lot of the time for it. So apologize for that. But we have, uh, I'm probably just going to release like a bunch of episodes uh, coming up. So I'm going to release this, this one today, obviously that you're listening to. And then there'll probably be like two or three more episodes before the end of the month. And then a couple more at the beginning. So get some, some more frequent episodes coming uh, to kind of make up for that that break. Um, and I know I said I was going to do a solo podcast about recapping 2019. And I, uh, yeah, kind of just don't really feel like doing that actually now because uh, I was I started to record it and I was recording it and I realized I'm just telling these stories about all this stuff that happened in my life and some things that were sort of challenging or not good. And I've been kind of telling these stories and telling these stories and just reinforcing them or giving them power or you know whatever and I I just I'm ready to sort of move on and move past and move into 2020 so I'll do a solo episode at some point but who knows what that's going to be anyway this episode is awesome and I needed to release it immediately because it's so good Uh, I just I really dig Noah Lampert he hosts a podcast called Synchronicity uh, and on the Mind Pod Network and uh I forgot how I, I don't know, I I guess when you're in this space, you kind of just feel like you see the other people that are out there doing similar kinds of things. And um, so I decided to li- listen to a couple of his episodes and I really, I was really liking it. I was just feeling like this good energy coming out of him and the things that he was talking about, I was really resonating with. And I just felt like he was kind of operating on on this really positive vibrational frequency, this good energy and has had really kind of like figured something out. And so I wanted to to poke his brain around about it, about it. And, uh, yeah, I think we had a really good conversation. You guys are going to like this one a lot. Obviously like all podcasts go, you know, we're starting off kind of getting to know each other and a little bit of that. And then we kind of get into some of the, the tools and the tricks and the tips and the techniques and the who, what, why, when, where, hows of all the kind of stuff that he's talking about. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, Noah's podcast is Synchronicity. You can find it everywhere. Uh, syncpod.com is his website. And he's just a great guy. He's an awesome guy, a fellow East Coaster like myself, both we, you know, from, from similar places and things like that. So it was, uh, it was easy to get into a flow and get a good, uh, good conversation going, packed with uh, hopefully inspiration and, um, you know, wisdom to, to, to maybe get started get yourself out of a rut that you might be stuck in or just start bringing things into your life that you want, start attracting things and, and, uh, and becoming the person that you want. I had this uh, idea, like uh, every once in a while, I'll kind of poke around and I'll be like, Ooh, like this is, this sounds good. Uh, maybe this could be like a Mikeadelic quote. Ooh, Oh, special. Right. Uh, but yeah, I like to kind of play around with that because I really, I, I'm kind of long winded and rambly and I always appreciate people that are kind of concise and can pack a lot of power into a sentence or something like that. So I was thinking like, uh, you know, there's all these things that I want and there's all these things that we want. It's like, I want, I want more money. I want happiness. I want wealth. I want prosperity. I want, you know, love. I want, I want to live my dream, you know, whatever, whatever you want. 
And and I had this thought. I was like, yeah, it's not necessarily about getting what we want, but it's about becoming the person that gets those things. It's like not be, not reaching and striving to get what I want, but to become what I want. You know, to become who I really truly am and who all of you really truly are. Like there's this force, there's this potential of like what we can actually be and what we actually are. And it gets kind of clouded or muddied or we forget, uh, but it's always there, you know? And I feel like it was, you know, maybe it was like super clear for me when I was a, a kid. And then throughout my life, it's just all these kinds of turns and twists and, you know, parts off the path of flow, you know, and not being in that flow state. But there's been moments where I've been in that flow state. There's been great periods of times. And uh, yeah, it's really about not necessarily working to acquire something, but by becoming the person that that's that those things and it's just a part of your reality. You're you're just that is who you are now. You are the person that just has those things and has those states and has those, um, you know, feelings. Uh, and it's not necessarily like a fight to get to that destination, but to already realize that you're the, at that destination and to believe that and to open it up. So Noah talks about this and, and, and he's got some great things to say, some amazing things to say. Uh, I learned a ton and just felt inspired and um, really really resonated and connected with him and, and what he's doing and saying and how he, and his vibe, man, his vibe is, as he says, it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, that's it. If you like the show, please uh, go leave a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts. Uh, it seems like every day new ones coming in easy to do. You just go to Apple podcasts, type in Mike Adelic, or if you're already subscribed, you know, you just find, find me in your podcast uh, app and then leave a, you know, click on those five stars where it says ratings and reviews. And that helps the show, you know, bump it up in, in the algorithm and more people can find it and get exposed to it. You know, it's like a search engine. And so more people that are looking for psychedelics and consciousness and spirituality and manifestation and, you know, all this kind of stuff uh, can find it and, um, and hopefully, you know, benefit out of it and change the, the frequencies of people out there, expand the thoughts and expand the realms of possibility. And, um, yeah. And then another way is you can go to my website, you can go to mikebrank.com. I have a one-time donation, a PayPal thing. I also have a Patreon and big shout out to all the people that are patrons. You guys are awesome. You're the producers of this show. I wouldn't be able to kind of keep going if it wasn't for that little bit of money that I get every month to kind of sustain me and help me. And hopefully I would like to have, uh, more. And then that would be, you know, it would be great because I want to dedicate more time to this. Currently, right now, my time is like, you know, divided. So uh, I am, I am, I am dedicating more time to this. And uh, yeah, so anyway, it's just uh, extra help, extra support. And I get, you know, I give out bonus episodes and other kinds of things. I'm ordering more stickers. I'm trying to collaborate with some local artists here in Denver. I'm making some really rad, really cool Mikeadelic t shirts. The ones that I put out, I think were a little kind of plain, kind of plain Jane, like my. I, I designed them and, um, you know, I think I could do better. So, you know, there's some artists here that I like a lot and maybe I'll work on a collaboration with some like really super soft, super psychedelic t-shirts and, um, you know, kind of start, start rolling those out. So you can go to patreon.com 
slash Mike Brank, B-R-A-N-C, just like my website, MikeBrank.com. And, um, and also uh, search Mike Adelic, you know. And uh, yeah, just subscribe, uh, leave ratings and reviews, support if you can. If you can't, don't worry, but every little bit counts. Even if it's just a dollar a month, it really helps. You have no idea how much it helps. I mean, dollar, two dollars a month helps, goes a long way. And that's pretty much it. Uh, hemp Bombs is a sponsor, but doesn't seem like anyone really likes Hemp Bombs. I mean, they make some pretty good stuff. I, I mean, they even have like a CBD sex oil thing, you know, and they have a uh, gummies they have treats for your dogs they have a lot of different things and they ship to pretty much everywhere so if you want to check them out and try them out you put in mike 15 at the checkout if not you know it's all good uh don't worry about it so yeah uh that's pretty much it thanks for listening without further ado let's get in this conversation with noah lampert psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third story window Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Of Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I still do, uh, I just, I'm going to be traveling a lot. I'm in LA for, um, for another two weeks. I was, I'll, I'll end up being, being here for about a month, a little less. I'm in Laurel Canyon in LA. It's fucking amazing. It's like, yeah. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah. It's great. Legendary place. I didn't know. I didn't know until I came and then it started all like I, I started learning more and I'm like, oh, I get it now. It's how everything works in my life. I like I find out after the fact that it's like some magical thing. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of relate to that. What, what were some things that you found out about Laurel Canyon that kind of blew you away? Well, I didn't know it was like the hub of like the folk explosion in like the 60s. In early 70s um i didn't realize like you know like eric clapton and all these like the kinks and they were all up mm -hmm. here and you get it when you come up here like what i did know i airbnb this place a couple of months ago and i was like well i gotta come back here and i took it for a month um it's really magical up here it's just like it doesn't feel like la at all for anyone who's ever been like la's obviously a very sprawling large yeah. area but um it's like weird it's like pretty up here it's above everything yet if you go down like 10 minutes you're in hollywood it's just so it's like my that's what i love i like being detached 
from like the urban sprawl. I also yeah. like the urban sprawl, but I like being able to go into it really easily. So it's like the perfect scenario for me. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I spent some time in like in the hills, um, like just crashing there and stuff. But uh, but yeah, definitely. I like that, too. Uh, I lived in I lived in New York City for like eight years, like in oh, the thick too. of it. So, oh, yeah. When were you there from? Uh, 2009 to 2017. Dude, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing any of the things that I'm really doing now when, back then. Um, I really I started this show in 2016. So where did you live? I lived in the Lower East Side, dude. Where? You, I lived on Ludlow and Rivington Street. Oh, of course. I bought my guitar there. Um, I lived on. I lived in the East Village, like Third and C, Sixth uh, and A, like that whole area. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I love. I love that area. I loved so it for a long time until I I stopped loving it, and then I was like, all right, I I'm never, good. I'm good to go. <laughs> I never stopped loving it. It's the truth. I never did. I left. I mean, I'm glad I left when I did in some ways, but like I knew I just love big. I love the city. Like I fucking yeah. love it. It's just like that demonic thick energy. I just fucking love it. Did you grow uh, up there? No, I grew up outside of DC. Um, oh, okay. Uh, suburbs in Maryland. Um, different, different, but. I went to Boston for college, and then after that, I went to the city. Um, oh, yeah. What college in Boston? I originally went to Northeastern, oh, and cool. then I graduated from Berkeley College of Music. Um, nice. Right down the street. Yeah, yeah. I love Boston, but uh, it's too cold. That's, all, that's part, part of the reason I'm here in L.A. It's like, you know, cold here is at night. It's like low 50s. <laughs> like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, my ex-girlfriend went to Northeastern, so I like spent a lot of time in Boston. Oh, yeah. You know, I did like a long distance uh college relationship thing. Oh wow. So I was, like I was in like Boston like every two weeks or she was in Buffalo. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was doing a lot of a lot of psychedelics in Boston, that's for sure. I've done more psychedelics there than anywhere else, that's for sure. Yeah, when so when did you did you start getting into it in college? I did acid for the first time when I was 15 at Berkeley. Um, there was a five-week program where they basically um, let sophomore high school students go over the summer instead of like a summer camp. You got to go to Berkeley for five weeks just in a dorm. And uh, shit, man. My first two days there, I met some people. One was from San Francisco. He had a bunch of acid. I'd never done it. I'd read all about it. It means nothing reading about it. And then... Uh, I took three tabs my first time because I thought we were like, I guess this is the right amount and tripped for like 18 hours. And then that like kicked off my whole, when I got back home, I was just like telling all my friends, I'm like, yo guys, listen, you don't understand. There's some <laughs> other shit going on there. You know, we're like 15 year old kids, like barely yeah. smoking weed. So I started to procure acid and like turn all my friends on. But then when I went to college, man, at Northeastern and, and, uh, and Berkeley, I, I was doing a lot, man. I was, I was like definitely multiple times a week. I remember once this a roommate of mine, came, a friend of his came in with an industrial sized trash bag of what I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I was like, he's like, thanks for letting us do this, man. I'm like, what? Like, what? I didn't know. I wasn't privy to anything. And I'm like, what, a, what? He's like, yeah, take as many as you want. So I look in the bag and it's filled to the brim with mushrooms. Oh, and I'm wow. like, holy shit. He's like, take as many as you want. I'm like, really? So I just grabbed like 
fistfuls. And he's like, he's like, cool. I'm like, thanks, man. So I was taking on the regular, you know, like I say seven to 10 grams. It was more regular, like five to 10 grams, but like we were taking some mushrooms and, yeah. uh, yeah, taking a lot of acid and just like really, really pushing for the edges of reality, which I found and then exceeded <laughs> this dimension. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Boston, the vibes are heavy there. It was also like a music school. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, who's who's not on drugs, basically? If you're yeah. not on drugs, you're on drugs there, basically. Right. Yeah. So you were, yeah, you got, got into it a little bit earlier and the music vibe kind of it probably I mean definitely helped with your creativity and stuff and so you weren't you weren't really like drinking so much and getting into that whole kind of college party scene or I drank I drank you know what I drank a lot more after I left Boston and came to the city I was drinking that was probably the most I was drinking since high school I was drinking in high school um I just uh I could drink well in high school but in college yeah I was smoking a lot of weed and when you smoke a shitload of weed, drinking becomes harder because like if you're good, if you get drunk and you smoke a shitload of weed, you get the spins and mm -hmm. it's like, no one wants the spins. So I would drink. I mean, I would play beer pong. Yeah, I do the regular shit, but no, I was definitely like on another, I was in my own world in college. I got to say, like I did have, I had friends, I had great friends still many of this day, lifelong friends. Um, but I was so in my own world. Like I, I was taking so many psychedelics. How could I not be? Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't have like the traditional, I mean, I don't, who knows what the traditional college experience was, but yeah, I wasn't like a heavy drinker. I've never been a heavy drinker. Really. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. Like, it's just, I don't judge it. I used to be like, alcohol is bad. It's bad. It's like, no, it's not. It's fine. It's, I do think there's spirits and energies that attach to certain alcohols. And if you don't know how to deal with those, they'll fuck you up, especially if, there's lineage and ancestral stuff, but, um, you know, I like mezcal now. It's a real fucking pleasant drink. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't, my college experience was definitely like, I was making a lot of music by myself, listening to weird Vedanta stuff. Like just, I don't know. I guess I had enough, like I always have had a lot of friends and hanging out time, but like really it was, I was in my own world. If I look back retrospectively, like totally. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you you read about LSD before you took it when you were younger. And then when you're in college, you're discovering the edges of reality and you're in your own world and you're doing a lot of psychedelics. And you just mentioned spirits and things like that. So, you know, and I've listened to a couple of your podcasts. And first of all, I just have to say they're like they make me smile like I'm laughing, like because you're just like, it's good. Don't even worry about it. It's totally fine. And I'm like, that's awesome. All right. This is cool. But you do you talk about this stuff. And you met and you mentioned someone that I'm not so familiar with, Neville Goddard. And so I'm interested in like when were you when you were doing all these psychedelics and stuff, was that opening you up? Were you researching or did that come later? Like how did this come about? And when did you start to get into like I don't even really know what you do. I mean, you do readings, so maybe you could explain that, like how you got into this whole thing that you do now. I don't even know what I do. With. I mean, I know what I do at this point, but like, dude, I wasn't doing any of this shit six months ago. This is the hardest 180 pivot. I, I, my, I pivoted my, I can't even explain how different my life is from like six months ago, three months ago, two months ago. Fucking it's insane. Anyway. Yeah, man. So I was taking a fair amount of LSD back in college. So about 2003, 2004, somewhere in that time. Um, 
I had an experience where I, I had taken LSD so many times and way more than what I took this one time. And I took like a hit, probably like a hundred mics. It was the acid back then wasn't that strong. Um, so like maybe a hundred mics and I didn't stop tripping for three months. And people were like, whoa, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, like tripping, I will that, but it didn't <laughs> stop. Um, yeah. And that's such a long period of time that even though I was tripping, you, you know, like even in the depths of like a very heavy trip, you have those lucid intellectual moments where you can be like, yo, what is going on? Like, what is this? You know? So I would have enough of those to be like, yo, what is going on? Like weirdest shit ever is happening to me in my life. I don't know how to explain this to my, like, what is this? So I, I had like enough experiments that I could do with myself to be like, yo, like, is this really, is this real? Like, is this, is what's happening around me real? Also, I'm around other people. I wasn't totally isolated. I'm in college. So like I had friends, like, and I'd be like, yo, are you seeing this shit? And they'd be like, yeah, that's weird. So anyway, that was a very intense, intense, intense experience. Um, everything I would think of would, would within hours appear in front of my face. And that was disconcerting sometimes. It was liberating and terrifying and amazing. I was super psychic. I could basically, it was, I didn't know how to explain this. Mind you, this is like 2002, 2003. If you're saying you're getting a cosmic download, people are going to look at you like you're fucking nuts, right? Because yeah. no, this is not the nomenclature. Now we take it for granted. Like, oh yeah, I got a download. I did ayahuasca. I got a download. I spoke to mother ayahuasca. It's like, no one's fucking talking about that shit back then. You're fucking yeah. Looney Tunes. So, so that was pretty crazy. That eventually culminated in me getting diagnosed as bipolar at the time um, because mm. I crashed. I crashed super hard after this very high vibratory state. The truth is, is I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know anything. So inevitably I came, the way I described it is I got like a rocket ship to the top of a mountain and then I didn't know how I got there and what happens, you know, you go crashing back down. So right. I got diagnosed. I went, I had to drop out of school. I pulled out and had to go to see a psychiatrist. Like, yeah, you're bipolar. And they were like, they wanted to put me on these medications. I was like, no, I'm not taking anything that actually like changes anything. I don't want to do that. I was on Adderall and Ritalin when I was a kid. I was like, this shit sucks. It's just speed. Um, so they were like, listen, lithium, it's an element. It's a natural occurring salt. If anyone takes lithium and isn't bipolar, they'll be fine. Like nothing will happen to them. Like people when I sometimes I'm like, yeah, I used to take lithium because Kurt Cobain wrote a song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like, whoa, you were on lithium. I'm like, yo, if someone like had stolen my whole stash and ate the whole thing, they'd just get thirsty. Like it would do nothing to them. It's not like it can't hurt you. It doesn't change your thing. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll take it. So I took that for five years, kind of reconstituted my life. I was totally off in space for those three months, kind of put on like my normal people clothes for about 16, 17 years. This relates to Neville Goddard. Um, and basically after about like five years when I moved to the city, I was like, yo, I don't, I don't think I'm bipolar. Like I think some shit happened and like objectively and subjectively there's something happened, but like, I'm pretty sure I'm not. So let me, instead of just flushing these pills down the toy and be like, I'm a bipolar. I went to a psychiatrist, I, I interfaced with my family and I'm like, listen, I want to do this because I want to prove I can do this above board and you guys can watch what's going on. So basically, um, you know, I prove I, I went to a psychiatrist, got off the pills, have been off them since 2008. So like, you know, I'm not bipolar. Some shit happened. That was very powerful. But I never really know exactly how to contextualize it. I was like, yeah, it's like a Kundalini thing or some shit. I didn't I couldn't explain it. So then 
in like, uh, gosh, it must have been May of 2019. Um, Duncan Trussell, my friend, hit me up and was like, yo, you should um, you should link with Mitch Horowitz. And I'm like, I don't know who Mitch Horowitz is. I never heard of this dude. And he's like, he lives in New York Connect. So I like he introduced us and over email and we linked and uh, I was like, you know, before I go and interview this guy at his apartment on the Lower East Side, I should probably like know who he is. So let me get his book. So he has an an audio book. He, he does narration um, for audiobooks too called The Miracle Club. So I was like, all right, let me listen to this before I go and see him. And it was good. It was like a very intellectually rigorous and analytical approach to new thought, which is the idea that consciousness precedes materiality, which is cool. Like people need that bridge from like the intellect to like, what the fuck? So, um, I'm listening to it and it's in his voice and he's talking about a lot of different people, but he mentions Neville Goddard and the way in which he speaks about him. I was just like, bro, what, what is going on? Like, why? why this is amazing like this is what is he loves this guy so much and i just like i picked it up energetically that this guy love mitch loves neville goddard yeah and, so and, like, who, and who is neville goddard neville goddard was a 20th century mystic kind of speaker he lived in new york and la he would like speak in front of audiences and essentially say the wildest shit people have ever heard like just crazy wild shit that like what he, what did he say? Like, so like, so this is what happened. Like, so I'm like, all right, this guy's talking about Neville Goddard. Let me download, let me go on SoulSeek. It's an ancient peer-to-peer -peer file system, uh, mm. file share. It's like a Napster clone from like the 2000s, right? Um, still around, still amazing. So I type in Neville Goddard, and this is something really weird. Do you want to hear this shit? I yes. did it again, past few days. It's all gone. It's fucking all gone. There's no Neville Goddard on SoulSeek anymore. There's like four things. There was, so anyway, I type it in like 80 talks come up and not of people talking about him and reading his shit. It's his voice. Oh, it's his wow. fucking voice. And there's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like 80 of them. They're terrible quality. They're from the forties, fifties and sixties. What he used to let people do is like grateful dead style record his shit. So like there's all these recordings. So I start listening to them and, uh, he starts talking about some weird shit, man. He starts talking about how your imagination creates reality and you can prove it to yourself. I'm like, all right, okay. So I start listening to, to like these, I'm mowing the lawn. Quality is terrible. It's just like shit. It's like, it's like bad. Mowing the lawn, listening to this shit. And he keeps talking about all this weird stuff and he'll drop like really weird stuff. And I'm like, all right. And then he starts talking about Jesus Christ. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is he talking about now? He says, Jesus Christ and all characters in any holy scripture, they're not historical or secular figures. They're psychological states that we move through. And Jesus Christ is this state of full remembrance of you being everything as a direct experience inside of your own head. So you remember yourself as God but also as you. So you're, you're I and I, as the Rastafarians would say. And I start going, what the fuck? Because what I didn't mention during those three months, for three weeks, I grew up Jewish, Reformed Jewish, right? So I had no conception of who Jesus Christ was as a person, as a man, as a teaching, as anything, really. Just like Santa Claus and Christmas. Got it. There's some guy, Jesus. But for <laughs> right. three weeks, out of those three months, I fucking knew I was Jesus Christ, all right? 
this is not something you want to go and share with people because that's yeah. like the telltale sign you're fucking nuts, right? Yeah. That's literally like one way ticket to fucking Looney Tunesville. Like you don't, that's not good. But I knew it, dude. I fucking knew it. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? And this is the same time. This is how I know when it is. This is when Nas dropped an album called I Am. Mm. And I kept, I kept being people. I'm like, yo, this is related somehow. I it was, I couldn't, it was like getting a download in fragments with like a, a computer. It's like trying to download the current operating system for like Mac to mm. like a windows 95 computer. It's just like, mm. it does not compute You're get, I don't know. The information is getting slammed into it, but it's not understanding what's going on. So anyway, I knew I was Jesus Christ. Right. So that's weird. I never could figure that out. I was like, okay, well, Jesus Christ maybe is a consciousness. You know, maybe it's like a mushroom. I don't know exactly what it is. But then he starts talking and unfolding all of these things. And I'm like, fuck, this is weird. So I start testing these techniques uh, that are laid out by Neville Goddard. Really simple. I get some books and shit starts going bananas, man. Um, I, <laughs> I start with money. I start with money. Because yeah. like I just had another about to have another kid and I was like, yo, I need money and I need to be passive and I need to be like, eat. like I don't want to have to be like, you know, I just yeah. wanted to be recurring and passive and not have a right. big deal. Within a month, like that happened like crazy. YouTube just started like feeding me money. Wow. And so then I started. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, OK, let me try this for shit I really want. Like, let me try this like for music and like creativity. That shit was uh, I didn't know what I was doing there. Right. You can appropriate any state of consciousness with this, any experience, any relationship, any material thing, um, quite literally anything. And when I start talking about this, sometimes people are like, yo, dude, that's crazy. That's not that you mean anything. And they're like, no, that's impossible. It's not how reality works. So I was like, OK, the only people I've found who really can maintain that mindset for more than a week or two are the people who don't empirically test this shit. It's that's the craziest thing about it. Don't take my word for it. I know I sound confident and my life is fucking amazing and objectively and subjectively it is. But when this shit is tested and you understand what your consciousness is and what this reality is and all of this shit is, um, it's incredible because you can appropriate states of like fearlessness, gratitude, harmony, balance, love, health. Like you can not only experience them, you can stabilize them. Right. Mm. The whereas people operate typically not people, but like some people, many people, myself included in the past, operated from primarily a state of fear, you know, maybe a 50 50 balance on my good days, like I'm feeling good. And then there's fear or maybe but probably most days like 70, 30 fear, 30, like acceptance and love. I'm like 99 in one these days. Like there will be entire weeks where it's just a magical journey mm. of just like incredible. Like that's my whole life now, to be honest. And it doesn't mean bad shit doesn't happen. Like when I talk about this stuff, people can get excited and be like, yeah, it's easy for him. But like as soon as I started fucking around with this shit, like my two month old went into the hospital. Like I had a pressure test all this shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's there's levels to this until you trust yourself that you're running this entire show, like everyone is running their entire show for themselves. But you need to really like, you do it in a way that that works for you. Everyone does, but it's a choice. And when people kind of see that there's a way to unfold this reality um, selectively and with control um, and using your emotions and feeling state as kind of the operative mechanism, it's great because people can relax. I've been telling people like, it's freeing your mind, not in like a hippie state of like, let me take some drugs and free my mind, man. It's like, no, you're like, think of it like a hard drive. 
You free up all this space that you've been worrying, anxious, depressed, whatever it is. You're dwelling on all these relations, whatever it is. You get rid of that shit. You solve it instantly. Every problem that comes up, you solve instantly. Think of how, think, what, what are you, what are you doing with the rest of that space? Do whatever you want. Yeah. So you said you had to pressure test it. Like, does that yeah. mean that you, you had some uh, stuff that was going on and it was kind of troubling yeah. or challenging and you had to kind of oh, work yeah. through it? And, and is, is that what you meant by that? Oh, yeah. Biggest things in my life. So what people typically view as problems or issues or challenging situations, they're actually pointing you to the solution and get actually even more than that. Everything you've ever wanted in life is right behind those states, but you have to confront them um, and deal with them to show you that you have the power to transcend them. And that's that's quite literally what we're doing all the time. But we resist. So, yeah, no, like after all the money stuff, after all this creative stuff started happening, after my whole life just started just getting magical and amazing. Um, during this, my son, uh, Gabriel, who was born, had an extended stay in the hospital right after birth. His, his liver, this is very common. The doctors, this is a whole doctor thing. That's fucking ridiculous. But his yeah. Billy Rubin, these levels, this is a whole this was, thing. Anyway. This was like a couple of years ago or? No, this was, this was seven months ago. This was seven months ago. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay. And you're having a new uh, uh, child on the way. No, no, no. He was the new one. Oh, he, he was, was the new child. He was the new one. Oh, okay. I, I started this in like May. He was born in like May. He was born in June. Okay. So like he's, good. he's okay he now. He's incredible. But he was in the okay, hospital great. three times. Yeah. Three times okay. he was in the hospital. He's totally fine. Has not, there, none of these were big, like serious things, but they were at the time, right? Stayed in the hospital. We had to keep taking back. It was like a nightmare. Our first son was super smooth. This is, okay. Then... I'm really starting to bend reality, dude. Like really starting to bend reality. Shit is starting to ramp up. He goes in the hospital again with RSV, which is like a cold um, for us. For you and me, this is a cold. No big deal. For a kid, a baby, a two-month-old, they can't clear their lungs. Their like bronchial tubes aren't developed enough. So like he goes into the hospital, like every parent's worst nightmare tubes in the nose, doctors yeah. hitting him to get shit out, like hooked up to all these machines, breathing form, all this shit, right? I go there the first day, right? It's in Albany. It's an hour away from where I live. I had to drive up over the Rip Van Winkle Bridge, go there the first day, see him with these tubes, and he's in this other room downstairs where the regular hospital is. And I almost pass out. I'm like, Whoa. literally, I almost pass out. I couldn't process what was happening. Hang there for a little bit, leave, go home, do my imaginal shit, right? Start to really understand what reality is. So I just, I, the scene that I had imagined at that time, because that's the technique I was using, um, was wa walking back home, carrying him with my wife and our family. Just like everyone happy scene. Okay. Go the next day. I I feel better, right? I'm on the way there. I smoke a joint. I'm listening to Bob Marley. I'm just feeling, I feel better. I don't know how to describe it. I just feel better, right? Yeah, you put yourself like thinking, in a better mood or you I, just kind yeah. of were in that flow. What happens is is when we accept subjectively um, and subconsciously a state of being or a feeling, it naturally runs a script for us. Like we run that script. We wrote, produced, and directed something and now we act it out. We have no choice to. This world is dead. We can't do shit here. We like to think we have action and it's fun and it's entertaining. We can't do shit here. You can pre-select states of consciousness. You can alter past states of consciousness. But here in this moment, it's kind of like, this runs counter to the whole like be here now thing. That is very much true. Be here now. It's amazing. You've set all this shit up for yourself and you can also like move in either direction, past or present. 
um, or past, do, present, do you or mean that? Do you mean like the, by the way that the world is constructed, the way that we've built it, or do you mean by kind of like the natural laws that exist in this realm, or both? Maybe? I mean that this world. I mean this world is quite literally a dream that is pre-selected. So when people experience deja vu, what they're experiencing, they're clicking in to remembrance for a second of something they actually imagined. And they're like, that was weird. What was it? That's what's going on all the time. The thing is, is you can pre-select and prove that to yourself. You keep walking into this shit you pre-imagined. So anyway, back to the hospital store. I'll show you how it works. I go in there and I'm feeling better right? I, this is not a conscious decision. I'm like, I should feel better. I hope I feel better because then I can do something. It's like, nope, I just feel better. I walk in. He's now in the pediatric intensive care unit, the PICU, right? This shit is intense, man. This shit is real intense. I go in there. Wife is freaking out. She's just like, obviously, right? This is terrifying. She's staying with him the whole night. It's a horrible gut-wrenching experience. I go in. I'm feeling good, man. I'm chilling. I, I see I see what's going on. I know what's going on. I'm a kid's right there. My two-month-old is fucking hooked up to a breathing machine, all this stuff. But I feel good. I just go about my business feeling good. Hanging out, cracking jokes, making the nurses feel good. Everyone steps out of the room at one point. I go up and I just put my hands on my son. I'm like, I know what's going on. We're good. We're good. He was supposed to be there three weeks. The whole mood continued to lighten. Went back there two more days. He was out the third day, right? Mm. Literally out the whole day. And what happened, and I saw it happen. I saw the energy in the room shift, right? I'm not saying I did it. That's I'm not I, I'm saying something happened in that room because of my mindset. More important than any of that shit. And I don't mean more important than my son's health. I know the difference in me. Dude, it, when my toddler, when my older son got a cold, I'd freak the fuck out, dude. Freak the fuck out. I'd crumble as a human being. The flu is cancer, all this whole shit. I just saw the worst, one of the worst things you can see for your children. Not one of them. It's up there. Rock fucking solid, dude. Hmm. Rock fucking solid. So when I mean pressure by pressure test is, yeah, dude, your reality is set up by you for you to show you who you really are. But if you keep running away from things that seem scary or are frightening and think that you don't have the power or ability to transmute, transcend those things. Um, life is going to be a pretty scary place. And that's what's going on this year. People are coming head to head with this shit big time. They're freaking the fuck out. But the thing is, if you understand this place and you stabilize it, it's all good. It's fucking all like, we're good. We're so good. It's, I don't even, can't even tell you like, the levels of good we are. I don't even want to freak people out, but like I have the objective proof in my life. Freak them out, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tell we're them good. how good the levels are. We're the levels are here's the thing, man. The first thing you'll do, or most people will do if they hear this and there's any type of resistance or they think they can't do it, is they'll start trying to get material things. Money, um, abundance is probably what I'd focus on more than money, but like money, health, relationships. Good normal shit. Like, of course, do that. What do that's the platform in which you can actually do better things. But after a very short period of time, depending on who you are and what your proclivities are, you will realize you can appropriate states of consciousness. So if someone really understands that, the one I start with, the one that's real good, is why don't you appropriate the state of consciousness of being effortlessly amazing at this, right? Being an effortlessly amazing manifester understand this on the easiest possible way for you to get this nail this every fucking time it's akin to like getting the genie bottle rubbing the genie bottle and saying hey what do you want your first wish infinite wishes fucking infinite wishes of course is what i want i want to be the genie that's what it is 
and it works. So you start there, then you can appropriate states like clarity, fearlessness, balance, love, give yourself unconditional love, acceptance, forgiveness, uh, for uh, all of the good shit, man. Just get attractiveness, uh, funniness. Just keep giving this shit to yourself. I have there's techniques we can go over what they are, but basically, like you realize it always works and then your mind starts going like, holy shit, like what wave do I want to ride? And so this is where people get excited. And then there's this, this, this little dance we do. Cause then like maybe some shit goes wrong. Maybe your life seems like it's falling apart. Maybe you imagine this grand thing for yourself. You're using one of these techniques and then everything goes to shit. And you're like, why the fuck is it going to shit? What the fuck? Well, of course it's going to shit. What was your life before? What? Who were you before? That person has to literally die. And when I yeah. say literally, I don't mean kill yourself like physically. I mean that right. version of you dead. This is why when people are up against this pressure point, and this is when people really freak out, is they feel like either they're going to die, uh, someone around them is going to die, some weird shit's going to happen, they're going to get sick. And that, that's because it's the, I don't want to say the ego. The ego has – the word ego – has been bastardized the way that God and all these other things have. What I mean when I say like the version of you that thinks you're not everything and capable of quite literally everything, that version of you gotta gotta go. Yeah, that kind of like limited energetic identity structure needs to crumble away so the other thing can emerge, yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So how did you make this like transition from I know you said you started to do the techniques and stuff and, and I, I would love to hear a little bit about that but before when you were describing being worried and like oh my god and it seems like it kind of moved pretty fast for you like you picked up on it pretty quickly it seems like yeah. is, that, is that the case like how how much of a change was it from your older state to kind of where you where you are now uh it was like almost instant it ha- it started happening in wow. like it started happening in May. July was the catalyst. There was this, this weird eclipse season that happened. And, uh, <laughs> yo, man, I didn't know shit about astrology. I didn't know shit about tarot. And then one day, man, I just woke up and started. I, I can't say it's like learning. Like there were a few things I did to help lock it into place. But you can go on my Instagram and go back to when I'm literally like eight months ago being like, I don't know what these cards mean. What is the, like, what does this mean? Literally, I'm like, I'm posting these things. And oh, almost overnight, um, I had a deep intuitive understanding of all of this shit. And things have just leveled, like ramped up. Yeah, it was almost instantaneous. But again, I had the benefit in my life that I remembered of the direct experience of that Jesus Christ thing, that Christ consciousness thing, this everything I imagined happening. So what I used to refer to as everything being a giant synchronicity, it wasn't, I just, I just recognized my own consciousness. I was so close to it that when I would think of something, it would happen. Dude, I, I remember this, like, I remember walking, I would walk a ton. I just loved walking around real slow, just soaking it all in in Boston. And I remember for like three weeks, I felt like at the beginning, I was like, every time I hit a crosswalk, it it seems like it turns to walk, right? So like the first few days, I'm like, that's weird. Let me like actually start paying attention. Now let me start trying to change my speed so I don't have it be walk. And I couldn't. Every fucking time my foot hit the thing, it would turn to walk. 
for like three weeks though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what is this? What is this? So like, yeah. there was enough time to like, be like, what is going, like reality is seeming to like structure itself based on what I expect to happen. Even if I'm consciously trying to bat it away, if I know what's going to happen, it happens. So this would be for everything, for people popping up in my life situations, my, all this stuff. So, you know, I had these remembrances of like, oh my God, like this is very, it's like riding a bike. So when I had the the explanation of why this was happening, tools and techniques for how to make it happen, that gave me all of like my laboratory of like, okay, let me start fucking with this. Like people, I think a lot of people, when I start saying like, hey, you can, you can manifest whatever you want. And I don't love that word, but you can pre-select any reality you want. I think they're like, yeah, okay, dude, sure. Whatever works for you. You'd great. rather say pre-select than manifest. I just think it's more accurate. So I think of our mind as like a prism, right? Yeah. Like this crystal and you shine the light of awareness, which is what you actually are. You can shine it from the back through the prism and it goes to the future or it shines through the prism and that's the future, right? That's us pre-selecting something. You can also shine a light or consciousness, the only real thing, from the front through the prism and that's a memory what we call a memory both are malleable that's the time machine that crystal little thing that's us we're like golden liquid light that's our consciousness this world crystallized golden liquid light so by pre-selecting you're basically choosing what to crystallize into existence here mm -hmm. um I see and as you do this like this is i cannot explain how trippy it is the first few times when you like have a scene and you've pre-selected it, and then you walk into it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, the first few times you're like, this is weird. Okay, maybe I don't, mm, uh, something. Maybe it's like, I knew it was, I don't know. The fourth or fifth time, you're like, oh, shit. You're like, oh, fucking shit, fuck, fuck. I've been, do everyone is doing this all the time. Like, people are like, yo, how do I do this? How do yeah. I do this? How do I do this? You're doing it all the time. Your whole right. reality is literally a reflection of your state of consciousness. So when you start proving it to yourself and leveling up and you go, oh my God, I think I'm capable of this. I'm the type of person who does this. This is my life. This is what I do. This is who I meet. Just watch what happens. Fucking crazy. Right. Um, yeah. That's that's so interesting. I was talking, I was just talking with a friend the other day about um about this kind of stuff. And, and he was, he, you know, we were hanging out and he picked out uh, this book that I have, this compendium of occult knowledge book in my, in my room. It's like uh, hermeticism and Rosicrucian stuff and all this stuff. Cool. Yeah. And so, and he's, and he turns to this page, he's like, Oh, random page. And he turned to it and he read something and it was so applicable to like what was going on right, th right now. And, yeah. and we both, we both just talked about how we got to stop saying, Oh my God, that's crazy. Like, wow. Like, oh, you know, like, uh, giving into the astonishment effect of it because it's been happening long enough that it's like, yeah, it's kind of just, that's how it is now. <laughs> like, this is what's going yeah, on. You level up. So that, that wonder and awe, yeah. um, once it's accepted at that level, I used to think like, if like, you know, I don't get astonished like this, this must level out at some point, right? There must be a level of weird or amazing that like we plateau. Nope. Nope. You fucking accept those levels of weird synchronicities. Then they ramp up to the next level. Then it ramps uh -huh. up to the next level, then to the next level, then to the next level. And it's always, it's like, holy shit, holy, because then you get to the point where you're like, oh my God, I actually like, this is just the body. I don't mean that as like an intellectual yeah, conceptual thing. I'm like, it's like I'm a fucking alien. Like I'm literally a disembodied spirit <laughs> who now knows how to like bend reality here. And this avatar does what I sell it to do. It's fucking amazing. And 
like I said, the point of this is, is people wake up to this reality. They stabilize themselves. Then where it gets really trippy is you essentially tune yourself to a certain frequency. If you know how to stabilize that and vibrate and move and play different notes and do this shit, you tune everyone else up and you don't tune them up by yelling at them and telling them this is how reality works. You better believe me. <laughs> it's you just fucking chill. You chill and have a good time. They're like, yo, why is this guy chilling? Having like, listen, I have stuff going on in my life that I'm not at liberty to talk about. Cause it's like personal stuff that my life. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still, hate. I'm still yeah. laughing from that guy. I just imagined yeah. some guy in like, yeah. I don't know, like Tennessee or something. Let me fucking tell you how reality works. All right. This shit's real. You pre-select that's shit. What, and <laughs> you know what I'm like? The weird thing is, is that's what everyone is doing all of the time, just in different ways. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah. everyone has their, and that's, what's so trippy about this shit. Your beliefs struck, reality so if you believe what i'm saying is total and utter bullshit guess what it is, it is but if yeah. you understand if you understand that this shit is super fucking real and you can prove mm -hmm. it to yourself then it is um so it's up to you yeah i like oh. i like uh robert anton wilson's uh phrase where he says the thinker thinks and the prover proves someone you know? just tweeted that that to me like an hour ago all right there you go Literally, there you i go. believe it <laughs> yeah. yeah man yeah, dude, it's a wild world out here. It is a, yeah, as Cat Stevens says, it is a wild, yeah. wild world. I wonder yeah, if man. he was up there in Laurel Canyon. Yeah, I believe he was. He was on this documentary I saw. Um, oh, Echoes from yeah. the Canyon? Yeah. Nice. I, I actually yeah. might have been on a different one. But yeah, dude, there's something out here, man. I don't even know. Like, I came here, like, so I, I grew up playing saxophone. I've really been making music on my computer and, like, with synths for, like, 20 years or so, but... I've learned, I taught myself guitar over the years. Um, I came in here with the intention to like learn the guitar, buddy, 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 what the fuck? Like, this is how this shit works. You pre-select something. I know what it's like to be a musician and practice and get better. I have experienced like many other people have who are musicians who, who dedicate themselves to a skill or craft. Sometimes you don't do it for an extended period of time. And then right. you come back and you're better. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is that? Explain that to me, guy. And every musician, every accomplished person will experience this. And that, my friends, is your true self, your imagination, who you really are, flexing its muscle a little bit, being like, oh, you thought you had to do something. You thought you had to put, and here's the other thing. This trips people up. This shit, life, you know, our experiences where we had to work real hard and do all this stuff to get the results and put ourselves through the fucking muck and grind and blah, blah, blah. You don't have, that's optional. That's totally fucking optional. You can do it. This shit can be effortless and fun and amazing. It doesn't mean you don't exert effort, but you ex you basically like you set the destination, you put it in your GPS, you go, oh, definitely going there, and then you just let it play out. And if that means you flick your wrist to do some effort sometimes, it means you got to jog, you got to run, whatever. It's all good. You'll love to do it. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said, it's, it's like, it's not like you don't still have obstacles or challenges or whatever. I mean, those things come, but it's kind of like, by pre-selecting the way I'm interpreting is like by pre-selecting like the things that you want at such a high level that it's just like those problems or those issues are just going to be easier to deal with. And like, probably not as severe as like being like not destitute only, and homeless on the street, you know, as being like, not yeah. only easy, you'll relish problems and situations because you'll know you're about to transcend them. Right. Yeah. Physical stuff, relationship stuff, life stuff, money stuff, all this stuff. You'll be like, yo, this thing that I thought was a problem is actually pointing me directly 
to a place where I can transcend and overcome it. And you go, well, how do I do that? You use one of these fucking 10 second techniques, fucking 10 seconds. If you have the solution to every problem in your life in 10 seconds, you're good. Your life is good. Wow. You got to explain that 10 second techniques. Are you going to, that and sounds man, like something you need to go on like Instagram right I, now and do like an Instagram live swipe up 10 second techniques. Yeah, man. So I'm not, the, I'm not. So here's, here's the thing. Um, I feel, you know, you ever see half baked the movie mm-hmm, half baked, mm-hmm. you know, when he comes up with like, what is it? Like seven minute abs. He's the oh, six yeah. minute abs. That's kind of yeah. how I feel like with the shit. Cause people were like, you know, 10 days to get your life together and miracles. I see like Mitch doing that. And I'm like, how about 10 seconds? Um, <laughs> all right. So, just because it time isn't real, we all know that if we've taken psychedelics, but it's super not real. I, I I have children, I age, I fucking understand that time is real on one level, but it's really not. So let's just cut to the chase. Okay. So um I mean I should probably lay down the the basic technique and then do the mirror technique. Although we could yeah. just do the mirror Should we technique. take a joint yeah. rolling break? You want to finish no, no, that puppy there's up? There's no break. There's no breaks, dude. I fucking do this in my sleep. So <laughs> basically, um, let's do the mirror technique because that is the that's the 10 second one. There is a basis for all of this, which I will outline. I'll I found for me with these techniques, what really helps them click in is me understanding why they work and kind of like the structure that underpins them. That helped my logical and analytical mind which is there to kind of like vet and check things, but more often than not gets in and just interrupts the shit. That's like, it's like, dude, chill out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I tend to have that too from time to time, this kind of analytical, cynical judgment, like really, 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 yeah. you know, that kind I, of thing. I, but, and maybe a lot of people it, do too. Yeah. Yeah. This co- So what I would refer to that as, as, um, unconscious masculine energy. And that sounds interesting, but the way I refer to it is the conscious and the unconscious mind. So our conscious mind is masculine. What I mean by that is it's objective, it's directed, it's personal, it's selective, and it's aware. We know when we want shit. I want to smoke this weed, I fucking roll the joint and smoke weed. That's my conscious mind. My subconscious mind is feminine. It's receptive. It, this is for everyone. It's receptive, it's impersonal, it's non-selective, it's irrational, and it, there's no sense of right or wrong, right? And so what this means is, is it's also the only creative force really that gets shit done. But we use our masculine mind to be aware of something we want. Then we send it to our subconscious mind, our feminine mind, essentially impregnating it, and then it delivers it mm. to us. And what this process uh. looks like is us feeling something. So if I say, hey, I want to feel happy, but I say something like, I don't want to feel unhappy, and I feel unhappy, my subconscious mind hears, unhappy here you go so if i can just change it around and go huh i feel really good eventually you're like kicking balls towards a goalie and one gets through eventually so here's these techniques kind of do that and they're all just kind of like little sleight of hand magic tricks that get us to show that our beliefs Mm. and our ability to change our beliefs is up to us okay so we'll go with the mirror technique it's just it's the more it's it's the one I've I've been talking about recently. The other ones are great. It'll kind of like show you that this world is a dream. This one will just work. 12 hours to three days is typically how long this takes. Don't use this shit lightly. Um, use this stuff lovingly. Do not, um, the only ethical framework you need is the golden rule and use it lovingly. Um, just, just that's very important. You can, it's a neutral law. You can look at the world. <laughs> you can right. use this wherever you want. I mean, this, yeah. this does not have to be used for good. Uh, eventually we'll right. I mean, yeah. A, yeah it's so, like okay. the force um yeah. it is the force and um this technique is 
fucking astounding. I don't even know how to say it. Okay. All right. Um, mirror technique in your mind, right? You are going to, before you do this technique in this world, find something you want, find a desire, find a wish, find an experience, find something you'd like to feel. I recommend state of consciousness, but let's say you wanted a relationship with someone. Okay. Here's what you don't do with this technique. You don't think about that person at all. You think about the qualities you would like from another in a relationship. You can be in a relationship. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The qualities you would like. This is what you're going to do in your mind. As you're going to sleep at night, this is a prime time to do it. You can do it whenever, but as you're going to sleep at night, or just as you close your eyes and relax, Smoking weed is a great way to do it too. Um, you go into this liminal boundary, this kind of what Neville Goddard would refer to as a state akin to sleep, right? Some people call it yeah. twilight it's like sleep. A it's hypnagogic like a state or something? Hypnagogic, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is the state. And here you're going to imagine yourself from within your own perspective, from within your own eyes. So this is not a movie of you doing something. It's you watching a point of view right? Like Instagram being John Malkovich style. Um, you're going to look at yourself in a mirror. Okay. And in this mirror, you're going to see yourself, right? It's a mirror. It's fucking easy to understand. And in that mirror, you're going to give yourself any quality that you would like. If it's money, you can also see yourself being like flooded with cash or money, like whatever it is. More importantly than visually seeing it, you're going to feel you will feel how you will actually feel when that takes place. So if it's a state of fearlessness, you see yourself and you have fearlessness. Each state shouldn't take more once you kind of lock into it and understand what it is. And this helps if you pre-select it here. Um, it should take 5, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. This is not something we need to maintain our focus and hold this attention and meditate with our eyes closed for 20 minutes and 30 minutes and an hour a day. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with it. But I just want to be very emphatic about 5, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Like that, that's your jam. If that's your speed. If you're like me, that's how I like to do it. Right. So um, if you can if you can visualize that and you got the whole framework working and you can cultivate that feeling on, and you're yeah, feeling yeah. it and you're smiling and it's happening, then oh, you're good. Next. next. Mm, okay. Exactly. Mm, so you do that. Now, wow. I don't think I'll give the infinity mirror technique this time just because I'm still playing around with it and I think the ramifications are multifold. Um so I'll give the underlying structure of what will happen is this, is you begin to embody those qualities. Reality will literally restructure itself to deliver that subjective experience you've implanted with yourself. And it'll happen so quickly because you'll forget about it. It'll just feel like this, what you're doing here, just to be clear, is you're creating an abstraction of an abstraction. You have an imaginal version of yourself, which you've created in your mind from your own perspective. And then there's a mirror version of yourself. And I'll explain why this is so effective um, and the underlying mechanisms of how this reality works and how these imaginal and mirror worlds work. All right, so this reality is a time-delayed mirror, right? If you think about an actual mirror in this world, it's very easy to understand. There's a boundary. You look into it. You step into frame. It refracts back light to you. It's super fucking easy to understand, right? Boom. Like, I get it. That's what it is. You step out of frame, boom, right? It's light. Again, this world is crystallized liquid consciousness. Our mind is liquid golden consciousness, like golden liquid consciousness, uh, light, golden liquid light, I want to say. Mm. Okay. So this world is a time-delayed mirror. And how it works is this. If I pre-select, like 
if I think my imagination creates reality or I believe that and I look at my uh, bank account and it says I have, uh, let's use a very low number, $3, gosh, $3 in my bank account. Um, we're, we're much better than that. But let's say we have $3 in our bank account and I go, I'm rich. I have uh, $30,000 in my bank account. My senses immediately say, you're fucking crazy. You have $3, your visual, everything about it, your cognitive, your intellectual, psychological, mental, is the feedback is, eh, you're wrong, motherfucker. Now, if I understand my imagination creates reality, using another technique I spoke about a lot, I construct a scene, start using it, just actually acting like I have it in there, very short scene, felt boom, that implies I already had that money. Um, that's nice. But if I react to that and I believe it, but then I expect it to happen within a time frame and it doesn't happen and I react to it, I have now put myself in this mirror. And so what this mirror is doing is this world, time delayed, it refracts back our consciousness, but time doesn't work in the same way. So my reaction towards not having that money actually bounces back harder because I believe it so much more. I'm testing this thing out. I'm kind of sure, but I'm not sure. So it's going to be maybe a little bit longer. If you're dead fucking sure, listen, everything you know to be true, how does that show up in your life? Do we question gravity? Do I have to either of us, if I pick this up and drop it, doubt that it's going to go down? We know gravity exists. It's a very strong imaginal act. Nevertheless, it's still an imaginal act. This is how everything in this reality works. So our ability to kind of prove to ourselves and strengthen that muscle literally like that, that levels us up. But anyway, back to this mirror. So if I react to it, right, that's reflected back to me. So there's this game and this dance we do. If we really want some something, sometimes we repel it, not like it goes away, but we delay it because we're like, eh. it's like, think of like an animal in a forest, a wild animal, a beautiful wild peacock, right? So it's like, whoa, look at this peacock. If you run up on that peacock, that shit is bolting. It's mm -hmm. fucking bolting mm -hmm. away from you. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, let me like chill and be like cool and maybe it'll come up to me and I'll just watch from a distance a little bit. Maybe that you get a more better view of that peacock. Maybe if you really know how to tune your shit, it comes up to you and like eat something out of your hand. So that's kind of why our consciousness works with this too. The surest fire way to manifest anything, I'll use that word, is to either use one of these techniques, feel yourself into it, live from the end. That's foolproof. Or resist it so much, resist something so much, be like, fuck that, it'll never happen, I'm never gonna do it, fuck this, I'll never be that type of person, that'll also show up. Probably take a little bit longer, but it always shows up too. It's because it's a re reflection of our consciousness and it will loop back, but anyway. The reason this mirror works so well is this abstraction of an abstraction doesn't really seem like us. It's like, this is a weird thing I just did for five, 10 seconds, no big deal, forgot about it, whatever, but this is the truth. That mirror world is a higher dimensional reality than our imaginal realm, right? If we imagine ourselves somewhere doing something. And then that realm is a higher dimensional reality than this realm. So anything we do in that mirror world cascades down into the imaginal realm, then cascades down into this world. And we're not dwelling on it and thinking and obsessing about it because it just feels like this weird thing we did. So we forget about it, which is perfect. It's like throwing a seed in the ground, mm -hmm. planting it, and then just letting everything else do the work. Wow. Let God do its work. Yeah. So that, that's why it works so well. Um, don't put other people in the mirror with you when you're just starting this. Um, I, I will say that. Not because anything bad will happen, because your conscious mind is going to try to figure out the ways and means and logical scenarios that will achieve your desire or wish. Um, it can't 
It would suck if it could. If you could micromanage every little detail of your life, you wouldn't be alive. You'd be somewhere else doing some other game, somewhere as like another consciousness. Here, the best part is you select the destination. You know you're getting there feeling-wise. You don't know how. You don't know how. You have yeah. an inkling now. You can, you can get more awareness of it. Like I figured out for me what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I got it. It clicked in. And every time I pursue that, it fucking I'm validated in every aspect of my life. I'm like, okay, got it, got it, got it. But everything else is like real nebulous and you will definitely be surprised continuously as you do this to the ways and means and how this shit happens. Um, and you don't know know, how, and you don't know when it's coming, but you know that it is. Yeah. And you can kind of know the, when there are little tricks, like everyone knows what a Saturday feels like. Right. So if you, in your, here's the imaginal scene that I've omitted that, that will help people. All right. So this is what I actually recommend people start with. The mirror technique is fast, but this will prove it to you if you're skeptical. Um, Cause this will start piercing the veil of this world in this world where we are. Um, same thing. Find a desire, find something you want. It can be big. It can be small. It can be anything. It could be something goofy. It could be like seeing like a pink car with like a blue trim, just like something weird. Um, anything. Same liminal state as you're going to sleep. What you're going to do this time is construct a scene about five seconds long, which is with as much sensory vividness as this world, right? Same sense perception. Um, and what it's going to be a scene of is something that implies your wish has already been fulfilled, right? So the example I give, Neville Goddard, I think, gave this one is if I worked a nine to five, I had a job, I wanted a promotion. What I would imagine is not getting the promotion. I'd imagine someone hugging me or shaking my hand and saying, congratulations on the new promotion, because that implies I already have it, right? right? And the most important thing, again, and this is from within my own perspective, not a movie of me watching this, from within my own perspective, um, is the feeling, the feeling of having that promotion, the feeling of knowing you have it. Go to sleep. Um, this is, this is, you'll keep walking into that scene and reality. Um, and then it's like, holy shit. Like then, then the key is, is if you imagine something beforehand, don't take any additional actions at first to make it happen. Because it, when it magically pops up, it's way easier to accept that that's real than if like you took some action. Like I worked harder to get the job or I spoke to this person about it. Then you'll be like, oh, well, it happened because X, Y, and Z. Instead of like, oh shit, this actually yeah, okay. Yeah, don't do anything extra, you know? Yeah. So if you're like, I want money, like don't go rob a bank and then be like, oh, now I got money. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and, and, and so, and is this, is this something that like, like, how, do you focus on say, yeah, like we'll just say money. So yeah, I, I, I want uh, abundance or money or whatever your intention is, whatever you're imagining. Is that something that you would practice then for a few times before you move on to the next thing or like how long? It. I did it religiously until I understood how it worked. Um, with one, do it as much as, with one well, intention did, or one. Oh, great question. I haven't covered this in a while. You're going to have so many desires. You're going to have so many things you want. This is why you focus on uh, states of consciousness. Um, imagine being in a state of ecstasy. Imagine being in a state of balance. Imagine being in a state of love. The reason is, is that will encompass all of those other things. You know uh, what they are. You yeah. already know what they are. Also, ecstasy, guess what you can't feel when you're in ecstasy? Fear, doubt, worry, anxiety. Now, there are levels of ecstasy. There's like Sri Ramakrishna holding your hands up like a fucking in bliss state for three hours and people are like, what's going on with him? And there's also, you know, there's the way that you can just kind of be like chill and blissed out. So 
be as selective as possible in the feelings. You'll realize that the spectrum of feelings is much more of a gradient than like colors. Um, there's so many emotions and feelings that are subtle and incredible. And part of this, I think if we're zooming out like five years or so, like when everyone's clicking on and understanding like all this shit intuitively, effortlessly, people will be like, oh my God, there's so many emotions. Like, holy shit, half the fun is discovering new ones and new like physical ways and ethereal ways like weird shit starts to happen like mm -hmm. people who want to be shown stuff people are like i'd like to see aliens i'd like to see ghosts i'd like to talk to spirit guides i'd like to do yeah okay it's happening they're fucking yelling at you right now if you're like freaked out and like what what's going wrong in my life like why why are things hard why am i anxious why are things going bad why is my life falling apart you're fucking screaming at yourself something you just gotta just be like what what and use this shit, clarity, clarity, clarity. That's a really good one to start with because if you're clear, you can understand and trust what is coming through. You won't have those doubts of like, is this real? Right. And if they are, they'll be like echoes and you'll be like, oh, okay. I call those threshold guardians, things that like hold you back, like the intellect or doubts or worry or fear. And they're not there to fuck you up. Threshold guardians don't exist because they're assholes. They exist because they're like, are you sure? They're like, are you sure you want to go in there? Because, like, it's fucking right. kind of crazy. And I'm just the tip of the iceberg. I know I look fucking scary. But, like, in there, it's way scary. And you're like, no, I know what to do with fear. I just move through it. I move to it and through it. No problems. Every fucking time. Mm. That's it. It's so, like yeah, you, yeah, you would start with that kind of to get yourself in that right space. So that then it's it's becomes... You're ex you're more accepting of it because now you're, you're, you've cultivated that feeling for yourself. Yeah, you've cultivated it and then you embody it. Yeah. And then I'll just give like a practical example with my own like physical health. So I used to get like multiple colds a year. And what would always happen to me is I'd get the beginning parts of like a cold, like a stuffy nose or a sore throat. And I'd be like, oh, I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick. Then I'd get sick. When I started understanding this shit, I'd get a little tickle. I get a little thing. And I go, nah, not on <laughs> my watch. And I wouldn't get sick. And I had a fucking toddler running around. Everyone's sick. Everyone's sick. Throwing up sick. I'm not throwing up. Everyone, whatever it is. And I started to realize, like, oh, my God, this is how everything works. Holy shit. Also, let's do this, like, exercising and eating. I was an emotional eater. I'm still an emotional eater, right? Sometimes. Not as to the degree that I was. And I, I'd be like, you know, I could probably drop, like, 20 pounds. I should probably drop 20 pounds. Tried to drop that 20 pounds maybe for, like, 15 years, right? Can't drop the 20 pounds. Can't drop the 20 pounds. Diet, exercise, get into it, do it for a few months, do it for six months, drop off. I just imagined myself in my best body. I imagined feeling fucking great. Guess what started to happen? All of a sudden, I love exercising. What the fuck? I love going to the gym. I love, I always loved eating healthy foods. I eat whatever the fuck I want now, dude. I fucking eat whatever I want. Yeah. But I love exercising so much and I love being like feeling good that I naturally am prompted to do that. I dropped 20 pounds in like three months. It was wow. like fucking effortless. Dude, the thing is, is it's not because like I I like got really into exercise and shit. It's like I pre-selected something. My avatar here is like, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> like I guess this is what I'm supposed to do now. And it what it feels like is not like a grind or like you're yeah. consciously fighting against your tendencies. You're like, oh, this is just what I'm supposed to do. Cool. Man, yeah, this is so good because and yeah, listening to a couple of the shows that you did recently, I think I listened to a lot of uh, the solo shows that you did. And it's like the the vibe that you're putting out is this vibe of effortless and easy and fun. 
And a lot of messaging that we get, even from people who are so-called, you know, thought leaders and experts, is like, you got to fight the demons, you got to slay the dragons, you got to, you know, you got to hustle, you got to grind, you got to grind even harder, grind yourself down to nothing, you know, hate (laughs) You know, all this kind of stuff. Valid path. Valid path, just to be clear, just like for me. Yeah. That's just, that just sounds like it sucks. It bro. sounds like it <laughs> sucks, right? And it and it sounds like this battle that you have to be in kind of always. Nope. No, it doesn't have to be that way. You can. It's you can, a battle for sure, but like it's a fun one. It's not Arjuna and Krishna. That's what that's what Krishna is trying to explain to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. Arjuna is there like having to kill his whole family and fight everything. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Krishna's like, dude. Dude, I'm fucking God. I'm pretending to be your charioteer. Let me show you my true form. I can't even show you my true form. You're going to freak the fuck out. And he's like, no, show me. Again, going back to the Neville Goddard stuff, he was a Christian mystic, so that was his whole lens, Kabbalistic as well. Everything is that. You're Krishna. You're Arjuna. You're all of these characters. You're the family. You're the friends. You're the whole fucking thing. It's all good. Here's the truth. This is what's actually happening. We shift onto different timelines as we tune our consciousness. The reason I'm so happy all the time, I know what I did for myself. I know where I've been now for an extended period of time. I know I've stabilized this shit and I'm not rocked by external circumstances. And I keep testing myself in various ways to be sure, but I, I know I'm not. Everything's good. If I'm good and I stabilize this shit and this works, but, and this is how it works. When you stabilize shit, shit gets good for you. That means you're feeling good all the time. That means the people come around you will catch that wave eventually when they want to. And then when they figure it out, especially if someone has the ability to explain exactly how they fucking did it, Mm -hmm. guess what happens? Boom, cascades, cascades, out, 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 ripples out, ripples out, ripples out. I'm literally like, I'm not saying I'm the person doing it, but I know that I'm conscious and I'm awake in this reality. Even the people who are died and their spirits, we're we're on the best timeline. This Mm -hmm. is the best timeline. This yeah. is the place where everyone goes to wake up if they want to. It's a choice. No one has to wake up. If you don't wake up and you die in this world, guess what happens? Blah. You go back to 20-year-old version of yourself with this body. That's what this place is. There's infinite realities. We have infinite bodies. We have infinite Wait, hold experience. on a second. What do you mean you go back to the 20-year-old yeah, version of yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1920, this is what happens. I started fucking talking about this and the stream of fucking responses and replies has been mind boggling. Like my audience is like moderate. I get like six, 7,000 downloads an episode, right? So it's not like crazy. Like I, there are people on MindPod Network who definitely get more than me, but the fucking responses to this shit severely outweigh what my regular feedback is just for like ratings, like Patreon, just like, it's crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, so, that's great, yeah. yeah. So here's what happens. I heard this from Neville Goddard and I was like, that's wrong. I did exactly what you did. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Back that well, I'm not up. saying it's wrong. I just want to hear No, more. it's just like, this, yeah. exactly. No, yeah. I wasn't saying it was wrong either. I was just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Back beep, that up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> exactly. George Costanza, exactly. Yeah, right. right? So, uh, <laughs> nice. Dude. Love a good Costanza so, reference. Yeah, I mean, Seinfeld is the best show. So, Ever. basically, yeah. yeah. Did you see the new Curb? Uh, uh, oh, it's out? It's released? Yes. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, they, I'm going to you know, watch the that one. after this. Then, oh, yeah. it's the best. It's a great strong start. Yeah, he's so funny. Um, so basically, um, yeah, here Neville Goddard say that when you die, you go back to like a, a 19, 20-year-old version of yourself if you don't wake up to the reality of who you are. And I'm like, that's wrong. I Not like wrong, but I was just like, that seems like it needs to be vetted a little bit. That sounds kind of bonkers. So I started thinking about my own life, and I'm like, huh, all right, well... I did 
kind of have that crazy fucking break, you know, where everything I trip for three months, not on drugs. It's like, that's weird. So I started asking people around me. I was like, did anything happen to you? Like 1920. And people could be like, Hey, this is the first thing people would say was like, well, shit happens all the time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean like something really big, like discernibly, like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I can't, I can't remember what happened at eight, nine, 10, 11. I could drill down maybe to like adolescent years, but not. And I think it's also because 1920 is when we're crafting in this reality, typically who we are, our personas are beginning to solidify a little bit. Like we're really get, engaging with the world after adolescence into a person, but there's something to it. Anyway, started talking to people. People are like, yeah, I got in a car crash. I almost died. I woke up, you know, on like saw white light and woke up. My dad died. Uh, yeah. You know, someone OD'd around me. I got, had my first major psychedelic experience that changed my entire life. I got pregnant. Like all of these crazy things, this strata of experiences. And the theory is this, is that in this dimension where we are, if people are waking up, if we're looking at like, um, Siddhartha or Jesus Christ as historical figures, as we'll just play around with the linearity and historicity of, uh, this reality, there are people who wake up and transcend, um, duality, right? There are, we know that we've seen that like we've been, it's pretty obvious, right? If one is able to do that, literally everyone is that's just yeah. a fact right and right, yeah. more importantly if you start looking and this is kind of what we've been experiencing for the past 10 15 years everyone kind of caught on that all of these mystic traditions philosophies religions internal psychedelic experiences they have these common threads to the point where now jung is popular also just to be clear no one fucking reads jung there's like five people out there actually reading jung i know eric godzi is one yeah, of them. that's why i, I fucks do with eric yeah <laughs> you read, but like no yeah, yeah. now but i'm saying like like, this, this is the densest, like the reason people don't read Young, just to be clear, is the motherfucker's a bad writer. He's just not a good writer. It's like, he has really smart ideas, but he's just like, what are you, dude, really? That's how you wrote that sentence? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> really? Like, I, I've, I think he's pretty good. I mean, some of his books are crazy, but I, one of his books, I think he's, he's a pretty good writer. So which, yeah. uh, which book? the, um, oh, man, man in his symbols. The, no, not man in his symbols. The, what is it? The unconscious self or something like that. I forget exactly which one I have it. I have it. Uh, just to be clear, when I say he's not a good writer, he's a genius. Yeah. I, I, very, I personally very technical, the, heavy, complex. Yeah. He was a better mystic and artist than he was writer. His ideas are better communicated in this day and age through his art and his like aphorisms than his technical writing. Because people have taken the gist of his life. I mean, he was well ahead of his time, obviously. He was talking about insane shit. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Or what were we talking about? I forgot. Uh, young always you're you're like I, a lot of people who like young is popular now and uh, uh, how uh, mystics and. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. They're all we? talking about the same thing. Oh, the, yeah, right. Buddha, they're all Jesus, talking about right. this. It's all the same kind of messages. There's these commonality threads, whether it's the hero's journey or Osiris or the divine feminine like Isis and Kali. And like all these things are merging together and kind of these like, here's what's really going. You're a young reader, right? You know, the collective unconscious. Mm -hmm. Welcome to reality. It has merged <laughs> with this world fully. And I had it happen before it fully merged and it freaked me out. I'm like, my projections, my unconscious, I'm seeing the soup now. No one else is. This sucks. Now people are like, yo, we're in the soup. And there's levels of people recognizing that. It's kind of like a flood is the way I describe it. It's a cosmic flood of mm -hmm. psychic waters. And yeah. the people 
you can't drown, but you feel like you're drowning. You're drowning, but you can't actually die. And so when we see people out in the world freaking out, which are reflections of us, they're reacting to not their emotions and these things that are they don't understand. Whoa. And so when you tell people, hey, you can build yourself a fucking boat. Not only can you build yourself a boat, I built a boat. You can come on my boat until you want to get on a boat. It's all cool. We have boats. We can float on water. We can walk on water. Whoa. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. they, they're not literal, right? They could be right. theoretically yeah. if you want them to be, but they, or, yeah. But Symbolic. It's just right. And that's how tarot and astrology started to like unveil themselves as well. as like it's all us, man. It's all right. us. These cards are just maps of energy. The astrology is an energetic blueprint that is real because people have been looking up at the sky since the sky has been there and ascribing qualities and energies to them. And more and more people believe those over time. And now it's like a pretty good blueprint, but it's not deterministic because you're the ultimate creator of everything. That's the whole thing. Like it's, right. this world is quite literally, you're the producer, you're the writer, you're the director, and you're the actor for everyone. It sounds wrong. Seems like, no, that's not right. There's definitely shit out there, but it's true. So play around with it. Yeah. So like, and why do we need these things though, to kind of like mediate, right? Cause there's so many different flavors, whether you're talking about, you know, I don't know, like Bavatsky or like Edgar, Edgar Casey or, you know, sure. um, whoever and tarot Oracle, um, law of attraction, uh, shamanism, like there's all these plugins, there's all these kinds of like characters that we could play or these kinds of symbol symbolic things that we can interact with why do you think it's that way why can't we just like you know beam it beam it out like all right you can <laughs> like, you can we do and you can but it's because it's stories and it's fun it's like if yeah. you ever played an rpg yeah, like yeah, the yeah. fun is like putting on the different gear and leveling up and getting the different spells and doing all this stuff that's it's fun okay, it's cool. super fucking yeah. fun to be able to be like oh my god like tarot works astrology works fucking everything works i can make up some thing where like you read pubes and like that's a way of divining <laughs> stuff and it'll fucking work i'll be like yo your pubes say you're fucking gonna have a lot of money i don't tell you yeah lighting a pube on fire oh yeah you're abundance now like and i'm sure there's shit that i already do that i'm sure there's pube spells i'm sure there's pube spells yeah yeah there's definitely but i'm just saying like everything works if we believe it works we naturally will gravitate towards things that like make us make it sounds corny and new agey but like make our hearts sing those things that we're passionate about and love and really care about if we pursue those and it sounds crazy but really take some risk really take some risk really put ourselves out there don't let money or relationship just like let yourself pursue what you love even if it seems incongruent with the facts quote unquote of your life Watch what happens. And, and everyone says this. And then people be like, well, that works for him because he's like this and he has that. And he's probably like this. Nope, nope, mm. no, 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 no. Whatever you are, whatever your socioeconomic background, whatever, good, bad, little in between, whatever it is like. Yeah. If you're five, one, you're not going to be a pro basketball player, but five, three Muggsy Bogues did it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? True. Like, yeah, yeah. just saying like there, there's fucking ways to do this shit, but it's what you can believe. Like if your arm gets chopped off, you probably won't believe that you can grow a new arm like a lizard, but there's bionic arms now. Do you know what I right. mean? There's mental, there's where technology is a response to our dreams, right? To these imagined states and felt states. That's why technology is cool. Like people shit on it sometimes. And yeah, there's a dark side of course, but like imagine if this addictive tendency that social media, the people are like, it's so bad, it makes people addicted. But imagine 
if it was used as a force to drive positivity and connection and love, and that was addictive all of a sudden, oh, right. oh shit. <laughs> all of a sudden, these people don't look like evil fucking zealots. They look, we moved on to the timeline like where they by accident made the world better. Or maybe that actually was their intention, some of these people. And they just got a little wonky because people used it weird because they didn't know what the fuck was going on because it's a reflection of them. So yeah. we're good. We're good, dude. We're totally we're good. So good. I mean, look what we're doing right now. Like you are just this like little person on my screen in this little box. I mean, this is technologically mediated magic. Like it's yeah, dude, you know, if you like, show this to someone <laughs> three hundred years ago, they fucking kill us. Yeah. Like, you're a wizard. You're a wizard. We us. have to kill you now. You have people, you put us in a fucking thing that I might have to kill you now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, wow, this was this was awesome. I, I really loved uh, chatting with you, Noah. This has yeah, been man. this has been enjoyable. Um yeah, I uh man, I feel like I I, I could probably ask like a hundred more questions, but I know you probably have to go. Um You can ask as many questions as you want, man. All right, cool. Well, yeah, maybe we'll do we have like fifteen more minutes. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Let me um let me text this uh this uh this reading I have right after so she doesn't yeah, go up, take your time, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, man. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, cool. Cool. So so yeah, I think like a lot of what you're talking about, like I, I have um I, for I my biggest issue for me, and I and maybe people listening can relate to this a little bit, is like we know it, we get it, and I kind of tend to so, sort of forget sometimes and maybe get a little distracted or get caught up in kind of uh, some energy that someone's pulling me into, um, and wanting me to kind of play in that drama or play in that game or just, you know, the, the stuff that's piling up that I have to do. And then, you know, things like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that like I thoughts create my reality and I can, you know, I'm, I'm kind of manipulating this thing and I can move it. So I'll go into a period of forgetting. Does that, does, what is, what's a good way to maybe kind of like avoid that i mean maybe maybe just showing up consistently and doing these techniques is that is no. that it or no the, 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 as always the the solutions embedded in what you just said stop saying that say i'm the person who has no problem with this uh, uh-huh. literally that you live from that end you just you just so the past doesn't really exist it does and like so one way i'll talk about another technique that's really helpful so we talked about the pre-selecting with the mirror and the prism from the back to the front front to the back looks like this a lot of us have trauma incidents shame ancestral stuff even but really just start with your own stuff um that we don't even know we're hanging on to but when we go back in our minds and our memories and and allow ourselves to go there and find it um we do the same fucking thing reconstruct the scene make it how you wanted it to be and feel how you wanted to feel. And you'd be like, well, this is lying. This is lying to myself. Well, oh, okay, whatever. Oh, cool. Try it and see what happens. You heal yourself. Here's what happened. Here's what's really going on, okay? There's a version of us in the future where we're just ascended masters of light. And that beaming shit, we're just like, look what I made. Whoa, fucking cool, dude. Let's go here. Wow. Let's do space drugs. Like all this shit, right? <laughs> okay, that exists. That person at some point was like, wow, this is really great. I should go back to me in 2019 or whenever and be like, yo, check this out. This is me. This is what you do. And you go, oh, cool, cool. Let me try to like learn all this stuff so I can get there. And it's like, great. Then there comes a point when you stabilize your shit. You go, oh, 
shit. Let me go back to me and fucking the past and tell him like, shit's good, dude. Like even before you even know shit is good. So like, that's what's going on here. When you do these revision techniques at the end of every day, you should go through your day and make it perfect. Make it fucking perfect. If you didn't get that letter, you didn't get that thing. That girl didn't say yes. That guy didn't say yes. Whatever. Revise it. Revise it. You'd be like, why am I I'm lying to myself? Just, okay. Just revise it and watch what happens. When you wake up every day, before you get out of bed, before you do shit, imagine the end of your day going and being like, oh, that day was perfect. Oh, my God. Guess what happens? You play out the fucking script because you're in the hypnopompic state when you wake up and you're in the hypnagogic state when you go to sleep. Mm. And you can also give yourself the prompt, I sleep in peace and wake in joy. Okay. Wow. All right. That, literally, that's it. I'm in a constant state of creative flow and everything I do is fucking amazing. And okay, sure. Cool. Way better than being like, hey, this life is... Uh, it's tough out there, man. It's a dog eat dog world. And I got to grind and I got to prove to everyone I'm the smartest and my brains will show people how cool I am. And then it's like, no, it's like, you don't do that. Just fucking sit, sit into love. Know that like you, this world is literally your creation. Be okay with that. People don't like the idea of being God. It freaks them out because they look at their lives and they go, oh, my God, I got all these regular things. Like, I already have problems and shit, right? And your logical, analytical mind goes, oh, let me do this calculation real quick. Nope, you're not God. Because if you're God, that means you're responsible for everything. And you can't even handle your own shit. So it just is like, nope, let me come up with a narrative here that totally discounts this. Let me, let me, let me change the mind. Uh, toward, let me point it towards some other issue. Let me point it to the, what makes this works? Why does it work? What do I need to maintain this? And it's like, oh, that's going to collapse. That's not how, that's, that's not tenable. So eventually your emotions start leading the way and you just let them guide you. And that's what intuition is. Women know about, this is the funny thing I realized when I started like really tapping into my intuition, like I was talking to like women and they're like, yeah, this is how we always feel I'm like, oh. I was like fuck we're like I was like I wasn't every time I thought it was smart and I'm sure this will happen in 10 years it'll be like I mean I know I'm like I actually won't look back with as much like whoa I wasn't but like yo this is this is what happened you just energetically feel things now a lot of people women and men haven't like this happened to me since 2020 like I will when I'm physically around someone I I will feel it like I mm. will fucking feel it now it is a real deal thing not even physically just around people you know it's a thing so yeah, yeah totally um, yeah. well i've been i, I've, I know I've definitely had those moments of being around people and i think other people have probably said that about me too where it's just like there's this energy and it's like magnetic or or even in the other way too where it's just like heavy and it's dark you know yeah totally i mean I'm, yeah 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 definitely yeah, and you play around with it, and then you just you start bending reality in real time, and then shit gets real weird, man. That's a it's just fun, it's real fun. So, yeah, the, the, I mean, I'm just like looking at you. You look so blissed out, like excited. Uh -huh. Like, what what's uh, what's like the most? I mean, I, obviously, I, this is probably the mo one of the most exciting things for you. But anything else, like anything you're thinking about for maybe like this year, or yeah, like, it's really yeah. kind of like tickling your neurons and exciting you and getting you all revved up yeah. about can't wait to do that the most exciting thing is is all the music stuff that's been happening 
because I, I no one else can really see it. Like I put little teasers on my my intros and outros, but like I know where I was and I know who I was and what my creative like her, stumbling blocks what what they used to be and to see myself transcend those on a daily basis. And even when I don't like hold myself to this high perfect standard, allowing myself to like be like that even and be chill about it. It's just so crazy, man. Like knowing I'm going to get my shit done, but not be so hard on myself that I fucking self-flagellate mm. and and produce the best stuff I've ever made kind of effortlessly. Um, that's the biggest thing. So that's the next phase of what's happening. And um, yeah, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's like my dream, all my dreams, everyone's dreams are coming true right now. It's their ability to accept them is the speed in which they show up. Mm. I, 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 I guess I've always known what my dreams are just like everyone else, but I really started to accept them and direct my conscious awareness towards them in a way that is showing me that it's this balance between that what I would call the conscious and subconscious, the masculine and feminine energies. And we see this expressed also elementally with the four elements, fire, air, water, earth, um, in you know, Western conceptions, right? When those are balanced qualitatively, not quantitatively, but qualitatively, um, we get the quintessence, right? The fifth element, that's the philosopher's stone. That's the keys to the universe, right? That that's what happens when you start to direct your states of consciousness towards higher and higher states is your, it's this balancing act and it changes based on the energies. And like, here's to be clear, like this world is duality. This is one level of reality. It's many, I mean, it's more than one, but unity consciousness is, is also attainable. I, I, I don't, one thing I, I, I'm doing my best to correct when I hear people say this, because I've heard very smart people who have been on wisdom paths for a very long time. And they'll say things like, oh, well, you can't get enlightened that's not a goal. Like that's too hard. You shouldn't try it. Just try to be happy. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you, are you serious? Like what literally the first thing that every single great mystic says like, yo, what I did, you do too. I'm the right. fucking same with you. So if someone says to me like, yo, I, you shouldn't try it. It's like, yo, you're running a weird fucking pattern right there, bro. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So if you don't understand that you can level up pretty much from zero to the top not in a weird way. You can't be weird about it. You got to be cool. You got to be chill about this shit. Like you really do. You can't, you, you can do whatever you want, but if you're weird, like in like an energetic, like jarring way for people too much, you'll get that feedback. So you learn right. how to modulate your own energy around the types of people. Like the cool thing is, is like, you don't lose your identity when you, when you kind of like grok this shit, you, uh, like I still love the Miami Dolphins. Like I still love football. Like I still like like I still am into the same shit. And you realize everything you're into is not something to be judged. It's a platform. Like I can go talk to anyone about football anywhere. If they don't give a shit about any of this stuff, at least I have some metaphor. I could be like, yeah, it's like when he throws he throws past him. It's that there's always it's like a language you learn. So right, yeah. Don't judge anything. Don't judge anyone or anything. That's very important. I'll tell you that. Awesome. <sighs> Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Don't judge. I mean, that's seems to be uh, like a default state, you know, for a lot of people. Um, it, what about like fine. what are you are you are you currently reading any books right now? That like you you seem like you're really well read. Like you've referenced a lot of different things. Like maybe one book that you've read in the past that is just like all time favorite that you recommend, and then anything currently that's kind of blowing your mind. 
all-time favorite that's accessible. Gosh. I guess that's coming to mind. I I mean, it's pretty Yeah, anything by Neville Goddard, right? I, I would start with um for people who are kind of like psychonauts, um out of this world by Neville Goddard. Also, like mm. if you want any of these things, I don't do this to promote my email list. It's just the easiest way I know to get them. If people sign up for it, I give them oh, cool. all these talks and books for free. Yeah, good. I promote probably, your, I think, promote, promote yeah, plugs. It's, it's, I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if the people find it literally, you'll get all of these things for free. So any of those, I start I recommend starting with um out of this world. Freedom for all is also really good. And then um I've been listening to these Paul Selig books, dude. Mm, I, if I would have yeah. listened to this shit at any other time, I would have been like, this is weird. I don't think I'm into it. <laughs> but man, it hit me at the perfect fucking time, dude. The part when I say perfect, like cosmically laughing my ass off. And they've been blowing my mind. If you if you're ready for real to like open up to like intuitive gifts and like guides and aliens and like all the weird shit. But like that's the books for you. Start with I am the word. Yeah, I think I word. I think I read the I am the truth or the truth, the book of truth. I think I read that, that one. Book of yeah, truth knowing and yeah, no, it's um. I am the word. The one, okay. I am the word is the one to start with. Then the book of love and creation. Yeah, man. Holy shit! It's so fucking crazy. I like. You gotta understand, like. For as woo as I am, for as nuts as the shit I say I'm like, I really the reason I think a lot of people like know that that or feel that they can trust me or that I'm speaking the truth is I, I know how weird this shit is. Like I have that awareness of like what? Yeah. Like I'm just not like hook, line, and sinker, just like from jump. Like I, this all has to be direct experience, but there does have to be the allowance that this shit could be true. And mm -hmm. and then uh, you know. It's just, just fun. Yeah, I think I think the only way that you know is that you have to kind of experience it, try it. You have to believe it, feel it. You know, because um, yeah, I mean, like, th yeah, this isn't weird to me. Like, I, you know, it's not going to be weird to my my listeners. Like, it'll be weird to people who are like, I don't know, working, you know, just in the kind of normie world or whatever, if you want to call it that. You know, there can be a point where everything gets weird, though. I'd like to. Everyone has their, not everyone. There are jumping off points and off ramps and exits we can take, right? This works up until healing cancer. This works up until remotely healing people. This works up until winning the lottery. This works up until everyone wishing a million dollars. Like there's limits that people will throw at themselves logically. So, um, you know, no matter how there's a, there's a woo, like I was reading some shit the other day and I was into it, but the, the words that were written were so fucking cockamamie <laughs> that I was like, this is objectively like the most insane shit I've ever read. And it's also weird that I know this is real. Hmm. Like, I was like, I know that this, I've never heard any of these words, but I'm like, this is real. That's interesting. So it's like, there's all these jumping off points, but yeah, it's limitless if you let it be. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Is that, is that the one thing that you wish like everyone would know? Like if you, if, if you had like, if like, I don't know, CNN was like, we're going to have Noah Lampert on cause he's got vital information to tell the entire world, every station, what would be like the one thing that you would say? That your imagination creates reality and you can prove it to yourself with a few simple techniques. That's awesome. it. And then anyone who can hear that will test it and 
there will be a spectrum of people who see a variety of results. But I mean, the people who rail against it the most are just the people who don't test it. And you know, it's funny is a lot of them like are my friends. It's the funniest thing. Cause I have like nonstop communications from people being like, yo, this crazy thing happened. I tried this thing. It happened. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So many that I thought I was going to do a success episode. I can't, there's too many coming out. I can't organize this. I need someone to organize it for me. So, <clears throat> but some of my friends will be like, well, give me shit. You'll be like, yeah, you're talking about this imagination shit so much. I'm like, did you try it? Did you fucking try it? They'll be like, no. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. and it's because they know me or knew me how I was. And right. they're like, oh, yeah. I, mean, I couldn't. But I'm like, guys, like, what do you, at what point? And there are the points. Like, these things start to happen. They're like, oh, shit. Noah seems good. This crazy shit keeps happening to Noah. Like, what the? So there are these points, and you do kind of lead by example, but I really would just encourage people to try this stuff. Like, it's that fucking simple. Um, you don't have to awesome. buy anything. I'm not selling a course. There's no fucking book. There's no fucking, there's my Patreon where I just talk like this regularly, but that's about it. Um, yeah. get the inside yeah. scoop. Yeah, man. That is so cool. Noah, this has been a, such a pleasure, man. I like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, this has been great. And, uh, yeah, I love your show and, and I've been listening to a lot of those like solo ones that you're doing where you're just, yeah. so I recommend go to go check it out. Synchronicity, Noah Lampert. And, um, yeah, what, and your website is what synchronicity.com? Uh sync pot sync podcast. I wish that'd be cool. I'll buy that eventually. <laughs> Syncpodcast.com, S Y N C podcast.com. And then where where are yeah. you on like social media the most? Where should people go check you out? Uh these days Twitter and Instagram by okay, far. Okay, cool. Most. Yeah. And the same thing, sync pod? Uh Noah Lampert, my name. Oh no Lampert. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh yeah. We're your imagination and we're creating let's, let's all do it and make it fun Noah thanks so much thanks Mike hey I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did if you did go and leave a five star rating on Apple Podcasts you can leave a five star rating and a review if you feel like writing something uh, that would be great it helps the show a lot helps us bump us up in the uh, Apple algorithm, get the podcast exposed to more people. So if you like the show, go ahead and do that. If you want to go a step further, go to patreon.com slash Mike Frank. You can donate, become a patron, be a part of the Mikeadelic Inner Sanctum WhatsApp chat group of people chatting and connecting all around the world. We're finding the others, bringing them together, creating community. One of my favorite things to offer. I also release bonus episodes. Sometimes I do episodes that are kind of raw and kind of beta test them for the producers of the show, which are my patrons, the people who support the show. Big shout out to everybody that's a patron. Thank you for your love and support. If you want to do a one-time donation, go to my website, mikebrank.com. Go to PayPal and do a one-time donation if you feel that. And uh, I really like the method of donation. It's a, it's a gifting mentality. And reading Charles Eisenstein's books recently and his talks have really kind of made me embrace the spirit of the gift, of giving and gifting. And what better time than this holiday season to be generous and to give. And, you know, if you like the show, just tell, tell people about it, spread it, share it. Also, contact me. Go to my email uh, on my website, the contact page, mikebrank.com. Reach me on Instagram, mikeadelic underscore podcast. Hit me up on Facebook. Send me your messages. Send me your thoughts. Send me guest suggestions, ideas. Share your story with me. Reach out. Give me feedback. What do you like? What don't you like? And uh, I love to hear from people. I always respond. So uh, you can go ahead and do that. If you're interested in CBD, we have Hemp Bombs as a sponsor. You can go to hempbombs.com, get all kinds of CBD stuff. And um, 
I used to take their their gummies. I think I'm going to start taking them again. I ran out, so I got to get some more. But uh, they're really good. And um, yeah, check it out. If you're interested in CBD, you want to give it a try, put in the code MIKE15 at checkout and get 15% off all of your CBD wants, desires, needs, and so forth. Big shout out to Danny Barnett and Galaxia for the music, the intro and the outro. And uh, of course, thanks to Muse, who uh, I mash up their song and put the Terrence McKenna clips and everything in without their permission, but somehow I'm still able to do it. So thanks, because I love that. And uh, what else? I don't know. Thank you so much to everybody for your love and support, for listening. And yeah, I really, uh, really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, really can't express how grateful I am that out of all the podcasts out there that you choose this one to listen to. And uh, yeah, uh, like I said, let's really make this a collaborative effort. If there's something that you hear, that you notice, you know, something going on with the show that you're like, hey, you used to do this or you do that, or I'd like to see this, or hey, did you ever think about that? Shoot me a message. I'm open. I communicate. I message back. I like this to be a collaborative effort. I want more community involved in this. So anyway, thanks. And uh, till next time, peace.